Happy New Year, everyone. Episode 7. Episode 7. Happy Episode New Year. Episode 7. <laughs> uh, three more before we're going to hang hang this up. Hang the mics up. I'm just kidding. I know I said 10 at the beginning, but I want to keep doing this as long as you do. It's gone better than what we thought it would, I think. Yeah. I, I think mean, our I friends are just really nice. You know, <laughs> I honestly think the people that listen to this are just being nice, but... Um, yeah, I say we finish up the next few episodes and do some more. We had a good Christmas. Hope everyone else did. Got a lot of good gifts. We did. Hung out with family. Delivered meals. Any interesting stories there? Uh, yeah, the Billings Food Bank is just kind of a crap show. <laughs> but <laughs> we ended up delivering okay, some I meals. Okay, let's give some context there. So okay. We, the Rockwells love to deliver meals on Christmas. I've been doing it since I was a kid. So we get up in the morning and usually go to the, either the rescue mission or the food bank to pick up meals to deliver to people who have requested meals. Correct. And so my dad was tasked with figuring out what place we were going to go to, to do delivery. He called the food bank. They said, yep, come at 9am and we'll get you meals to go deliver. That was really the gist of the information that we got. I I mean, this is the first time I'm really hearing this either. I just, (laughs) you just said, we got to be at the food bank at nine. And I said, okay. So we get there and um, we expect to just pick up our meals and get the addresses and kind of go. But that is not the case. (laughs) Nope. We walk in. There's probably 20 to 25 people just kind of running around scrambling and there are no boxes or bags of food anywhere but there's a giant bowl of salad there's a bunch of hawaiian rolls <laughs> kind of tossed around and we had to make 400 yeah 400 meals 400 meals yeah with 20 other people which probably took about an hour but it was it there was, was an, no organization it was an s show yeah and at one point and honestly, we're kind of throwing the Billings Food Bank under the bus here. But at one point, the director just walks upstairs after we had packed probably three. Actually, it was two rolls per. So 800 rolls total. We probably packed five to 600 already. And she just starts yelling, we need butter for the rolls. We need to butter the rolls. She wanted us to butter them all individually. It makes no sense. No. It makes no sense to me. What if people don't want butter on their rolls? And those rolls didn't even need butter. They were good. And we'd already packed 600 of them. So it's like, we're not going to take out all these rolls and just butter them. <laughs> it just made no sense. The lady who was also a volunteer who was packing rolls with me goes, we're not doing that. And we just kept doing what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It just seemed like nobody had prepared for it. Which makes no sense. But the food bank just seems to be in some hot water. They're struggling. Yeah, which is a bummer because I'm sure their services are needed. But they got to figure something out. It was a cluster for sure. Um, we got multiple duplicate addresses to deliver to. We delivered to some person who I could tell he was really stressed out because they already got their meals that morning <laughs> delivered. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, it's the food bank's mistake, so just take it. And he said, there's no room in our fridge. And I thought, do you really need meals delivered if you have a full fridge? Yeah, maybe clean that fridge out. Yeah. But then they took it. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave it on your porch if you don't take it. So 
take it. And then mm-hmm. some gal in the back goes, is it ham? Take it. <laughs> yeah, the whole morning was just interesting. So we delivered to probably eight houses, yeah, six eight, houses. Eight, yeah, seven or eight. Do you want to tell the story about the penthouse on Polly? Oh, the sure. The towers? Yeah, we had to go to the towers, um, which we've delivered meals there before. But they have like a, it's like a higher security place. So you have to like rank buzz in. Gotta get buzzed in. Yep. So we knew what number this gal was at. So we buzzed her apartment, I guess. Yeah. Her her name. name. She didn't answer. We called up there a couple times. No answer. Tried calling from our cell phones. No answer. So Levi decides, let's just call the neighbors and like see if just somebody will buzz us in. Cause we can't even, we didn't want to leave the meals outside. Like anybody could have taken them. Mm Mm-hmm. So we needed to get at least up to her floor to leave the meals outside of her door. So Levi just starts buzzing the neighbors. I think I called three or four neighbors on the 10th floor before someone finally answered. And rightly so. I mean, it's Christmas morning. Right. Yeah. Who knows if anyone was even home. Finally, a gal answered. An angel. We're just trying to explain to this gal the situation. So Levi, in like a very sweet voice, hi. Merry Christmas. Um, my wife and I are here delivering meals. We need to get to. And then he says the gal's name. And and then the gal inter- interrupts. I'll him. buzz you up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm so sorry to bother yeah. you. Because it's 930, on, you know, 10 o'clock on Christmas morning. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he goes, oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. So she buzzes us in. Thank goodness. We, we get up to the to the 10th floor and. She meets us, the neighbor meets us out because this gal who we're delivering meals to was old. Yeah, she was old and like she just wasn't sure if she was sleeping or so she, you know, opens the door, doors unlocked. um, And and then she just starts for probably, I'm not joking, probably two minutes. Dorothy, Dorothy. She said Dorothy 50 times in two minutes. No response. Lex literally goes oh i thought she was dead this gal is dead (laughs) i thought she was dead i thought this is not gonna be good i mean it was a long time and then she said oh i think she's sleeping i thought well sleeping and death probably don't look that different pretty dark i know i just thought this is a such a bummer but then dorothy did finally respond she woke up and we put her meals in the fridge for her yeah so we dropped hers off we went to a gal's place on over by our house and she was blind, but she, she had a beautiful home. Levi was like, hey, could we maybe move in here? Oh, well, I said, you wouldn't know from the outside, but that home inside is completely redone. It looks amazing. And I said, the gal was blind. And Lex, Lex is probably going to cut this. She goes, why does she have such an amazing interior if she can't see it? That's it pretty awful, it isn't it? It was a joke. It was a joke. It didn't. It yeah. It it was pretty dark. Yeah, it wasn't. I was like, it wasn't Lex, my best. It's Christmas. And then we we rolled up to the house where they had already been delivered to. Yep. And I was sitting in the car. Levi went up to the door to to deliver the two meals, and it it did seem a little. <laughs> it, I was up. I was there for fifteen minutes trying to convince <laughs> this guy to take extra meals. I thought we cannot get stuck with this ham. We can't. And. Lex said, after you've packed 400 slices of cold ham, Ugh. you never want to eat ham again. Yeah, there was just like vats of ham. 
This wasn't. Good. This it wasn't good. My bad. dad and I had to pack the ham together, and yeah, I felt like our hands smelled like ham. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, just I'm glad we didn't have ham for Christmas dinner. Me too. It's a great morning. Then we went to my parents, opened gifts, had some Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Played, played a game. Tapple, a new game that I got. Skylar and Kale got me for Christmas called Tapple. Very it's fun. It's kind of categories esque. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It was fun. And then we came home. Entire day was very fun. So as we've kind of been like trying to decide what we're going to talk about on the podcast each week, one story that's we've kind of been keeping on the back burner is well, we we referenced it in the first episode. Yes. So if you've you've hung out with us for six, almost seven episodes, you're rewarded with the murder story. So. When Lex and I lived in Spokane, we lived in kind of an apartment for a couple of years when we first got married, and then we moved in the spring of 2018 to a townhouse mm-hmm. that shared a wall with another townhouse, and it was a great location, it was a great house, we really enjoyed it, had a good backyard, and for the first, I don't know, probably year that we were there, yeah, about a year, maybe a little over, there was a single gal in her 30s who lived next to us named Chelsea. She was a dentist. She was great. She was a great neighbor. Mm-hmm. She great had a neighbor. dog that Bentley really got along with. She's a really good neighbor. And then she bought a house, and a gentleman moved in. It was obviously a rental. A gentleman moved in who worked in North Dakota mm-hmm. for the pipeline. And he was like a fine neighbor, kept to himself, but he did smoke cigarettes. This this does matter for the story, which was at the at this point like not allowed. Our landlord didn't allow us to even outside. Yeah, even outside. So I'm young and maybe would have handled it differently, but I decided I'm going to tattle. <laughs> Lex, co- Lex snitched like, on yeah, him. Yeah, I snitched on him. I called our landlord and said, like, hey, this guy's smoking cigarettes. Looking back on it, it didn't probably matter. But I was young and probably a little entitled and thought, you need to follow the rules. That's the rules. That was a perk of living in this gated unit. community. Yeah, in a gated community was that it was just like, okay, or this is just what is happening. And so, but of course, like, nothing happens our landlord just like told him that I snitched and he like said it was his girlfriend who was smoking and he continued to smoke. Yeah. It it ended up just being like a big old waste of time. And now I'm the like young little thing who snitched on their neighbor. It wasn't the best situation. So I knew that this guy's like, okay, I didn't know. I assume that this guy's like kind of annoyed with us Yep, and rightly so. What do you mean by us? Well, she probably didn't tell him that it was just me. She probably said, your neighbors were That's true. tattled on you. So he didn't know that it was only me. So he was probably annoyed. And I get it. I would be annoyed, too, if I got snitched on, whatever. So I would say I was a little on edge. He wasn't, like, super friendly, which is fine. He just kept to himself. But it was very different than Chelsea, who we, like, had her over. We would go over to her house. Like, it was just very comfortable yeah comfortable and fun and because we shared a wall it felt like we needed to be a little bit more like close with our or i wanted to be a little bit more close with our neighbor because 
it felt like we were sharing a space a little bit more. Sure. I, I get that. And like the other neighbors in our in our block were like really nice. Very kind. Um, fast forward to the morning and Levi and I's bed was pushed up against the wall that we shared with the other unit and we woke up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, it was about 5. Early-ish. And it was in the spring, so the sun was out. Mm-hmm. And we just hear, I mean, it, now we know what it was, but at the at the time it just sounded like a lot of commotion, a lot of banging. And I think I woke up first, and then you woke up, and I was just staring at you thinking, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, it took us a few minutes of laying there to sort of identify, okay, something is going on here. There was like, it sounded like he was running into the bedroom walls. There was some growling mm-hmm. and grunting. Yeah. Was that how you just, at I one point yeah, we had recorded so. it on our phone. Mm-hmm. I don't have the recording anymore, but it was pretty dark. Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty crazy. Levi looks at me as we're trying to figure out what's happening and he's like, do you think he's working out? Okay. <laughs> I just it think in our brains we were trying to figure out were, what yeah. is the explanation here because this makes no sense. And Lex started laughing at me in the midst of <laughs> a little bit of a panic. She's just like, I don't think he's working out. <laughs> like Does that sound like working out to you? And yeah, it was it was a little weird. So I thought, okay, let's go downstairs to our – we had a sectional in our living room, which was – basically at the furthest point from where we shared a wall so mm-hmm. we still shared a wall in that kitchen living room area but i just thought okay in case a gun or something goes off i don't want to be just a couple you know a couple right. inches of drywall in between this right so we went downstairs and i called your dad <laughs> poor dad it's just like so an- i know such an anxious guy i'm sure that was his like worst and he, nightmare and he's eight hours away yeah you can't do anything so i called him and at this point i think we just thought this guy's tripping out on drugs. 100%. He was definitely like getting louder, like saying some words that like we could kind of make out. It sounded like he had f- he or an object had fallen down the stairs at one yeah. point. So I called your dad and he just said, "Go pack a bag for the day, like yeah. don't shower or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a weekday. Pack what you need and and leave." And I think it's it's good context to realize we were, were we 23? Probably. Yeah, 23. I just feel like we were young. So like, I don't know, didn't have, and our families weren't in town. Like you, like it's not like your, your parents weren't in town. My parents weren't in town. Right. It was just, I think at the moment when we decided to leave, it was very scary. And you know, a lot of thoughts are going through your head. Do we check on him do we call the police do we call our landlord what do you do here right and so your dad just said get out of the house like get away and then call your landlord you know once you're at work or once you're on the road and let Mm -hmm. her know Mm -hmm. and so and the uh, i guess silver line i don't know if that's the right way to describe it but bentley was an absolute angel the entire time he's already an anxious dog but he did not bark once Mm -mm. he just laid next to us and it was loud. I mean, and I'm sure he could feel that we were like, our anxieties were rising throughout the morning at that point. And I'm honestly surprised that he didn't hear it bark and then wake us up. Like he didn't bark. Mm-mm. If he hears a car drive by in the yeah. middle of the night, he'll bark. Yeah. It's crazy. 
So he was, yes, easy situation, but we both got ready to go. I went to work in my pajamas. And changed there. Yeah, and changed. Like, I just grabbed everything that I needed and changed there. And we called our landlord. And I think sort of the rationale of not calling the police, and I don't remember if we talked about this with your dad, but it was like, okay, if he is tripping out on drugs, we've already snitched on him one time with the cigarettes. (laughs) We don't, you know, if he's on some sort of drug that would make him aggressive, we don't want to come home and it's like, okay, you called the police on me too. Like, uh, you know, our priority was our, our own safety. Right. And again, I think we were young and maybe would have handled it differently. Like as I've like grown up, but there was, I mean, it's called a murder story for a reason. There was not an inkling of a thought in my mind that there was anyone else in that townhome. There was never a thought at all, like even for one second. So I just kind of felt like I'm going to call our landlord and let her figure out what she wants to do about it because it was too heavy for me to figure out. On, there was too many things in my head so I just thought okay I'm gonna just let this gal who sh- and we sent her the recording like we told her the whole story she had all the information and didn't do anything with it and I'm gonna be honest e- even knowing what we know now I think I I would have called the police but I would have done the same like I would have left I would have yeah I think our landlord really dropped the ball. Yeah. And so I think I wouldn't have called her. I just would have called the cops. Yeah. But again, it's the same. It's hindsight 2020. Like this guy already is freaking pissed at these young, this young couple who's living next to him that snitched on him. Like we were just doing the best we could. But anyway, called the landlord, told her the situation. She does nothing. She did nothing. Which was a bummer. Yep. But we had um, a security system installed with um a camera outside Mm -hmm. of our house and so i had been watching it all day just trying to see if he was going to leave his house i felt like eventually he was going to come out of this like drug-induced state and like leave um but he didn't his truck was in the same spot the entire day and then you ended up calling the police yeah the the fall the following day so yeah you know, it happened at 5 a.m. Let's just say on a Monday, Lex called the police at like 1.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. It was the afternoon of the next day. Yeah, I thought I called him twice. No. I think I called him that day. They went to do a welfare check and nothing happened. And then I called again I called the, next the day. second time. You called the first time. I called and said, oh. hey, my wife called. Okay, yeah, what yeah, that's what happened. Here, okay, Here's yeah. what happened. We don't know this guy that well, but we, based on this weird interaction or you know what we heard plus his just no movement right in, in almost two days yeah we feel like this is out of character mm-hmm. and so this time they actually did a welfare check the first time they just knocked and no one came to the door right second time they actually went in well they went around back and yep. the back door was unlocked and so yep. then they they were able to like enter the home like lawfully i guess yep. yeah and then we could kind of see the fire department there like on our camera. We knew Mm -hmm. that they had got there. And then I got a call from a deputy that said, Hey, you and your wife need to come home right now. Yeah. So I left work right away and 
you made it home before I did. Uh, yep, I got there before Levi did. And at that point, I was talking with Chelsea on the way home. I get there, and the um, officer tells me that they found this guy. He had passed. He had died in his bathroom, and it was like a horrible situation. Like I just was like, it was devastating to me. Well, and that deputy didn't really do you any favors because you just showed up and he just go i remember you telling me this like it was yesterday he just goes well he's dead yeah there wasn't a lot of like bedside manner yeah i don't i mean i'm sure he didn't have all the information of like how long this had been going you know it just probably it's happens every day so but for me it doesn't it was very traumatic yep it was horrible and you came home like I, shortly after. Yep. And I started talking to this deputy and mm-hmm. I, n- I remember his name. I'm not going to say it because he played football at Eastern Washington. I knew who he was. Bef- I said, I recognized him right away. Anyway, he told me they, fa- I'm not laughing at this because it's funny. I'm laughing at it because it's crazy. They found him naked in his bathtub mm-hmm. with his arms crossed over each other. And I just remember thinking, this is like some mafia stuff it's right so here. so weird. It was bizarre. We went into our house. There were probably five to six cops there. And we watched from our bedroom window, like them cart him out in a body bag. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And then a detective came to our door and basically asked, you know, asked to hear the recording asked what else we you know if we had any other information and he asked if our ring doorbell recorded which it didn't and he asked if our security camera recorded which it didn't it was just live feeds for both and then you talked to him for a little bit remember he made a funny comment yeah that was the next day so we that night we we slept at our place because there was a cop outside the entire night um so it definitely felt like safe. It was fine. Um, and then went to work the next day. Also crazy. And then when I came home from work, there was like another cop there and then a crime scene investigation unit. Yeah. And I just went up and said, you know, hi, I'm the, the neighbor and just want to make sure like everything's okay. Like, and um, that, that deputy was v- very kind and he just said, yeah, we had to check you guys out. I'm sure they had, like, I'm sure the neighbors who don't call the cops at first, but then do. I'm sure it's like, we just have to follow all the leads. And he's like, but we looked at both of you and Levi's Facebook and you seem pretty harmless. Yeah, he's like, you bo- you live a pretty boring life, don't <laughs> yeah. you? And we're like, yes, we do. Yeah, it was very boring. And then he talked to me. I don't know, I can't remember if it was that same day or the day before, but he straight up asked me, hey, is there a reason why you didn't call the cops? Mm-hmm. And I just said, look, my priority was my wife's safety and yeah. my safety and it sounded like he was tripping out on on drugs and mm-hmm. i just didn't want to put us in the crossfire of that by any means because that makes total sense um and i said but i did call our landlord or we did call our landlord and that you know basically let her deal with the situations here's her number so anyway we decided pretty early on in this whole situation that we were going to try to move <laughs> um i don't think at that point it even really settled in that it was murder or that it was like foul foul play play in any way but we found out you know later that 
this guy had stolen or supposedly allegedly i don't i don't know whatever happened with like a court case or anything so allegedly he stole a duffel bag full of drugs from someone and that person or someone associated with that that person person came and yeah i mean that's yeah we never got like a concrete follow-up from any law enforcement it was just like what they told us along the way but it got i mean it went from being like spooky like eerie to actually being really sad because like we met his four-year-old son we met his ex-wife well a couple days later we wake up again in the morning at that point cops had left crime scene people had cleared out and there was two guys going through our trash and his trash yeah. and found a gun yeah we in- did call the cops yeah, that we time. immediately called the cops and it ended up being his brother and like a friend who basically was trying to figure out what happened to him uh, also but sad i mean scary for us because we didn't realize who these two guys were but also just sad like because we ended like we had had interaction with with them with the 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 guys and then with the ex-wife and with and his brother asked me straight up too why i didn't call the cops and i said i told him the same thing and i don't know if he agreed as much as the cop did but i'm sure not i don't blame him i remember texting our neighbor his name was greg who lived a couple houses down and i said hey there's a couple guys in our driveway going through our trash do you see them and he texted me and he said yeah i'm gonna go outside if you want to come out too and we can ask him who they are and then the cops showed up shortly after that yeah yeah it was just a crazy story i think like a little bit i've become numb to it over the years like when it first happened it was crazy and it was kind of like a salacious story for our friends like everybody wanted to hear the recording and like it was ju- it just because it's so outlandish and like you just don't expect it to happen it becomes kind of like a crazy story yeah i kind of forget it happens sometimes but then we have about four locks on all of our doors in our house so then i remember i was already paranoid and just wanting to be very safe and then that sure didn't help anything and now i'm just like very sensitive to People that work on the pipelines. No, (laughs) no, just to neighbors. I like really like I love our house now because I feel like we have good neighbors. And I mean, I think that was a huge like point for us of what house we chose and what neighborhood we were in and all the things is just because I run on a low level of anxiety always. And so I just needed to know when I came home that I was going to feel safe because there was a time after that happened that I did not feel safe. Yeah. The place we moved in after that was a sweet house in Spokane Mm -hmm. on the South Hill. But we had some neighbors on the right side of us that were a little sketchy as well. Yeah. And one time we were like, we smelled something funky and it was like midnight. Mm -hmm. We ended up calling the police and the and fire department the, F- the fire department well, it, it, it was yeah, a gas leak. yeah it, it just smelled like rotten eggs mm-hmm. and the fire department showed up and walked around our house walked outside our house and the, the firefighter one of the firefighters said i think your neighbors are grown dope 
because it <laughs> it kind of smells more like rotten eggs than it does marijuana when you're growing it. That's crazy. I hope we, uh, honestly, we probably should have just went over and asked him for some after that. <laughs> just felt a little an- anxious. Yeah. Oh man, they yeah they were they were interesting. So anyway, we had a merry Christmas and. <laughs> But crazy story. No, that, it's a wild that is, story. Yeah, that is just a crazy Semenowski story. I'll never forget it's it. It's a wild story. Never forget it. Very thankful for you that you protected your family. And I think we made the best decision. Uh, like, very small bummer about that whole situation was I loved that house. Loved that house. And so it was a bummer to leave. And we didn't get our deposit back. Yeah, which is freaking crazy. If that wouldn't have happened, I think we would have stayed in that location for quite a while. It was a good setup for us, and I'm glad where we moved to, you know, living with some friends and then moving into the South Hill house, but that was a great place. It was a good house. But it was kind of ruined a little bit. This episode is brought to you by Vivint Security Systems. (laughs) Pick up one today. I thought you were going to say... by Montana Ground Screw? No. What's what's Graydon's candle company? Mm, Montana Made or something like that? Yeah, Montana Made. Smell one today. Light one today. Light one today. <laughs> I wanted to give a little twenty twenty three recap and some goals that we have for twenty twenty four. How's that sound? That sounds great. Okay, so I wanted I want you to tell me three of your highs from the year. I already thought of mine. So. Highs. Okay, I gotta think about this for a sec. Uh, first one that comes to mind, actually, I have two that come to mind quick. I would say your birthday party. That was one of mine. Um, that was for sure one of my highs. I just think, obviously, if you don't know how important Lex's birthday is to her, it's really important, and it was fun planning your party and surprising you with that, and it was so fun seeing the joy on your face. You know, the people that care about you. So that was fun. I would, I would say the next high would also be my birthday. We went to Charleston, South Carolina with some friends. Mm-hmm. And on my birthday, we went to the probably the nicest restaurant I've ever been to. Yeah, when we, like, a, a crumb spilled on the on the tablecloth. I was like, well, there's $30. A waiter, no, a waiter would just yeah, run yeah. up and they had this little utensil that would... Vacuum put, it up, yeah, basically. Yeah, put the, the crumbs, like, into this little compartment and then they would just flutter away it was it was crazy so fun it was awesome so good food was great that was a lot of fun and then my other high for the year i would say i don't know going to going to state basketball was fun it was a lot of fun coaching in general was always a high this honestly might be another one of your highs but i think going to denver to see the jonas brothers Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say the actual concert was like part of the high (laughs) but just like going on a, little, on a little weekend trip with you and going to an, a fun restaurant was fun. Yeah, I think those would be my highs. What about you? First one that came to mind was my birthday. It was so fun. Can't wait for my birthday this year and every year. People are always like, oh, when you get old, like you'll you'll stop caring about your birthday. Never. I'll never stop caring about it. I'll never stop wanting it to be a party. I don't care if I'm turning 30 or if I'm turning 70. It's going to be a party. So, Love it. so excited. And last year's party was so fun. Another one of my highs was the Jonas Brothers concerts. Yep. I went to three, three this year. 
went to one in Vegas with my mom and sisters, which was so fun. Um, Vegas was a trip. I've never been there and can't say I would go again for another concert, but I can't say I like loved it, but the concert experience was fun. I went in Denver with Levi. Amazing. Great seats. Oh, like so, so fun. Like the joy that I had at that concert. I don't know if any other concert could compare to that. And then I went and we, I went and saw them again in Spokane with I was supposed to go with Levi and then our friend Kelsey was like, oh, I wish I would have went. And Levi was like, well, you can yeah, take go. my ticket. <laughs> yeah, you can go with Lex. So we went together and that was really fun. She was very pregnant and she was just such a trooper. She like stood the whole time. She was just a really fun person to go to a concert with. So Lex has a pretty, pretty strict criteria for who she wants to go to concerts with. I just don't want to have to worry that the other person is having a good time or not. Right. And so with Kelsey, I just like, I knew she wanted to go. I knew she was going to have a fun time. And then I just told myself, like, you just focus on the Joe bros and she's going to have a good time. And it was just, it was a fun memory with her of just her and I being able to go together. It was just great. It was so, so fun. My other high of the year, my last one, I mean, there's plenty, but the last one that I'll share is that this was the year that I feel like my mindset changed on becoming a mom, like a hundred percent. And we're trying to have a baby. And to me, that's a high, no matter what happens in the journey, no matter how long it takes or if we can or can't get pregnant. I just feel like this was a big year for me of feeling like not ready in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to have it all together because I definitely don't feel that way. But ready is in the sense of like excited for a new challenge and a new chapter. And I went through a big phase of my life where I didn't even know if I wanted kids at all. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I want them, but I don't know when. I'm too scared, da, da, da. And I just feel like God really just changed my mindset. And, like, I just really felt like it was very apparent to me that God was saying, like, now's the time to, like, start that parenting chapter, no matter how it looks. I actually, like, had the feeling in Vegas at a Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> yeah, she texted me. Hey, when I get back, do you want to try for a baby? Just during the concert, I really wanted to get pregnant. I was like, that is <laughs> the most well, random text I've ever during received. The, during the concert, I just cried because I felt like all of these three guys that I love so much singing have kids, and I want kids now. Makes sense. God works in mysterious ways. So anyway, I just feel like 2023 was a big year for me in that because I just wasn't – I didn't know if I would ever feel like – okay, I'm, I want this to happen like a hundred percent. Right. And I feel like this year I felt like, okay, I do a hundred percent want to be a mom and however that looks and, you know, just trying to like hold it loosely, but I am excited to have a baby and however, in whatever way that looks. You're going to be a good mom. Thank you. I'm going to be fun. Our kids might be a little crazy. I think my parenting style is going to be interesting. Hmm. I feel like even how I talk to our friends' kids, it's just kind of like, I'm going to talk to you like... Quit doing that. Yeah, an adult, and <laughs> I'm not going to baby you. But you just do your best you can and hope you don't screw your kids up too much and know that you will a little bit. So, yeah, those are my highs. Do you have any lows for the year? Do I have any lows? Probably. I mean, there were definitely moments in the year when I was experiencing lows, but I don't know if I necessarily want to get into it, you know? <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. 
Everyone's got lows. Oh, I thought of one of mine. I, I want to get into it. You don't have to get into yours. One of my lows was that we didn't win state this year for softball. Mm. I felt like we had a great shot. I felt like our team was strong. But for a lot of reasons, it just didn't work out for us. But I was bummed. I felt like two years in a row being in the championship and getting second is a, a you know a great thing. I think not not many teams can even say that. So I don't want to take that for granted. But I felt like we had it. I felt like we had it this year more than we did last year. And I think the weather played a part in that. I think... I don't know if the girls were ready, maybe emotionally to win. I don't, I don't know. A lot of things played into it, but I was bummed. I think I was bummed for my dad to not win it. I was probably more bummed for him than he was. I don't think he really. I think he just wants to feel like the girls did a good job. And I feel like I do feel like both losses this last year and the year before we lost to better teams. Yeah. Like it, that just is the reality of it. And like uh, it's a bummer. And I think it would be hard, probably hard for the girls to hear that. They lost to a better team, but there was just the, the Columbia Falls and Frenchtown were just better teams than us last year and the year before. So yeah. it is what it is. I just I would love to get my dad a win. He's never won state, so it would just be nice. I think he's worked really hard at it. Yeah, he has. And yeah, he's he's been persistent through a lot of not talented years yeah. and. Especially when you were playing. <laughs> Funny. Um, so, yeah, that was probably my low or one of them. I mean, one of them that doesn't really matter. Like it's That's yeah, a good low. It doesn't. In is the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But Is state softball in Billings this year? It is. It's exciting. So it would be awesome to win it this year. I don't know. It's just hard how softball set up is our, the Eastern Conference is just – not as strong as the west of montana and so when you don't play strong when you're always the strongest team in the east i think you get kind of arrogant and think like oh we're the best in the state and then you go play west team western teams and you realize like oh we're just we're still good but we're not as probably good as we thought we were yeah and that as a high school girl is i think hard to swallow so i just think i mean realistically if we want a real shot at state I think we have to figure out a way to be able to play teams in the West throughout the season. And yeah. and we just don't at this point have that opportunity. So we're seeing the best teams in the state only at state. Right. And we have no time to get used to losing and being able to bounce back and like or the even, learning opportunity. Yeah, even figuring out how to win close games. Right. For run You haven't teams. had to scramble, you know, no. in the last couple innings. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it, I think I remember telling my mom that on the way home from state last year is I don't know if we'll ever get it if we can't either figure those things out on our own or be able to play teams from the West during the season. I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong. I would love to get it this year. I think I'm. I'm hoping that the girls have matured over the this year and yeah can figure it out on their own without having to play teams from the west throughout the season but we'll see it'll be an interesting softball season in 2024 yeah i'm excited to watch you guys so yeah that was one of my lows like i said doesn't really matter no but i think that's a good one if if i had to think of one that would that would be it i also wanted to tell you my best book of the year oh i'd love to hear it okay actually i bet i know what it is can i guess 
Yeah, you can guess. Do you think I'm going to get it? It's in between three. I was going to share oh. three. I bet you'll get at least one of them. One of them's The Measure. Absolutely. It's a great book. If you did, haven't read it, you should. Another one is from your Avatar series. Avatar. Avatar. That whole series, I would say. I just kind of see it as one book. large series. And then... The other one I literally just finished last night. What is it? I, I will disclaimer this by saying... It is a little bit dark, so if you are Kaylee Thompson, do not read this. She does not like anything scary. Okay. <laughs> um, it's called the Mind F series, but the okay. F is r- stands the word. for the word. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a series of five books. I read all five of them over the last three days. They're very good. They're all short, so I'm not like reading five 300-page books, but... Is it like murder? So I'll give you the like the overarching premise without like doing anything crazy. Okay. A serial killer, a woman serial killer. Like she is a woman. She's a okay. serial killer. She falls in love with the FBI agent who's investigating her case. Okay. That's that's the idea of the whole book. But as the book goes on, you realize like it's kind of like Dexter, like the show yeah. Dexter. Like you realize why she's killing the men that she's killing and you're like you you find out that this like horrible thing happened to her and then that's why she's killing those people okay and then the last book of the five is kind of like and this is not any spoilers if anyone wants to read it but obviously this was going to happen the fbi agent finds out that she's the killer and so it's just this like him grappling with like she he finds out also why she's killing these particular people and him trying to figure out like what to do yeah is this okay like is this okay and they're like in a relationship at this point yes okay. like they're in love at that got point. it um but it, yeah it's just it was very well written very interesting story i would say it's very dark and so if you want to read it i would say check there's like trigger warnings you can find on goodreads so i would check those you could also text me and i don't mind telling you if i think that you should read it or not and um no wonder you run on a low level of anxiety reading books like it's this so true. That, that's actually a good point uh but it, i just thought it was very well very written. good especially the last book i felt like there was interesting conversation between a couple different characters of like is judge jury executioner okay in some hmm. senses so not that i agree with anything that happened in the book but i thought it was an interesting read that sounds so those would be my top three all very different the measure very light i would recommend it to anyone Akatar, Akatar, very fan fantasy fan, yeah fan fantastical yeah is that what you're thinking v- yeah fantasy with like some romance and then the last one is definitely like a darker thriller yeah crime maybe. yeah crime, crime. Yeah. so yeah those are, those would be my top three i read a lot of good books i also read a lot of bad books yeah if you want to know about the bad the worst book she read in 2023 check out her tiktok I do Alexa hope. Elise 8. <laughs> Just trying to get you some followers, babe. Thanks, honey. Um, yeah, so those are my best books. Do you, did you read any books or watch any movies or watch any TV shows? No. Nah, nothing worth sharing. <laughs> we live, I live a pretty boring life, according to no. the detective. According to the deputy. Okay, and I also wanted to talk about our resolutions or our goals for 2024. All right. I wrote mine down. Do you have any off the top of your head? I mean, I, I we don't have to get into it. I think you know 
I have strong opinions about New Year's resolutions and goals. You can share them. That's kind of the point of the podcast is to talk about it. No, I just think, I guess I kind of think people should be having goals or resolutions year round. Absolutely. And I understand sort of, okay, reset. Here's what we're going to focus on. But clearly that's not really working for people because it seems like a lot of resolutions are given up on pretty quick. This is not really a New Year's resolution or goal, but it, it aligns with. Aligns with that, I suppose, and I shared this a couple weeks ago. But I do want to be more intentional about writing more. Yeah. So I've been trying to write. It's a great goal to bring in in twenty twenty four. I have a resolution for you. Okay. That you can start doing. Um, you could cut your toenails every month. They're cut. I know. So don't don't lose the don't lose the momentum. Here's the thing. I keep them cut in the spring and summer. Yeah. yeah. And then around October, I just let them go for a while. But I wear no no cut October. Yeah, I wear shoes and socks the majority of the time. Yeah, we'll just think about it. That could be right. an interesting goal. Well, as long as we're giving goals out, why don't you okay. shave your legs every now and then? I will. That's a good goal because every now and then is very loose. There's no. Uh, that's probably how you approach you gotta, it even now. You have to. Ha- yeah, that's true. I remember when we first got married and like it was really just a winter thing, and now it's kind of like. No, I shave them consistently in the summer. Hmm. Yeah, consistently like once a month no once a week hmm. in the summer because i'm wearing shorts debatable but i have my goals Let's so you can listen to them um this is my goal last year that i literally didn't do for one day so i'm very much um leaning into your that's okay you have a new year to start yeah, it. new year new start i'm going to do our budget every month okay and to keep up with that i'm going to reconcile our spending in our budgeting app every week. Okay. And going to do it. I, I will. It. I promise. I love it. I just really basically didn't do it all year. Yeah. It's okay. And I just like really think it's smart for me. It makes me feel less stressed about money and it's a good practice. And so I'm just going to do it and I'm mad at myself for not doing it all year. And I'm just going to start 2024 fresh and do it. Do it good. Do it good. So that's it. one. Light one today. Montana made. Um, another one is I'm doing, you probably don't even know this. I'm doing 75 soft with, okay. um, Kaylee, Kelsey and Morgan. That's great. So we have a little Marco Polo called feeling free and we're going to just check in with each other. I think it's going to look different for everyone cause we're all kind of in different like stages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to work out every day, um, for th- at least 30 minutes. Okay. I, I think 75 soft is 45, but think at least 30 minutes every day is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read every day that's not too hard sure i'm only going to drink on occasions okay uh, which i don't think is too hard um eat well and drink only on social occasions so for eating well i'm just doing no fast food okay uh train for 45 minutes every day with one day a week for active recovery i'm just doing train for 30 minutes every day with one day okay i'll probably like when i do orange theory i train i work out for an hour so it'll probably all even out in the end drink three liters of water a day how much is three liters i don't know it's probably that out i think that's probably like three nalgenes okay okay and then read 10 pages of a book so we'll do that and then we're also going to um another thing we're adding on to that is to read the bible every day good for you guys so yeah i'm excited about that i think it'll be fun like friend thing to do and also like just good for me that's great another goal of mine this year is I'm going to try to be more intentional with friendships. I'm going to try to hang out with someone uh, one time a week. 
I love it. And hopefully a different person and it will hopefully be out. It's It'll be outside of our like small group hangout time. That's fantastic. But I think I've been really like struggling with working from home mm-hmm. and like not having my friend time like already built into my day at work because that's what it was when I was worked in the at the office. church. Yeah, yeah. It was just basically like hang out with your friends all day. So yeah, um, I just want to be more intentional with that. And then my last goal for the year is I would like to do one date night with you a month. I think that's I feel great. like we've kind of fallen off on that. I think we do a lot of stuff like at home together. That's like really fun. I just would like to like go to dinner or like go do an activity just us two once a month. Okay. Which I think will be fun. That sounds great. So those are my goals. I think those are fantastic goals. Thank you. I'm very excited for the year. I'm very hopeful that it'll be a great year. And even if it won't, we're in it together. That's right. I love you. I love you more. (laughs) 